Hi, everyone. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Alea, and welcome to Whitman So White, a platform to share BIPOC voices and tell our stories. This week, we wanted to share some history and our thoughts on the controversy surrounding Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving can often be construed as a holiday that celebrates the collaboration between Indigenous groups and pilgrims in the making of the United States. However, the classic story that the pilgrims and a chief of so-called Indians broke bread on what is now called Thanksgiving is basically a lie at this point. The narrative often taught in elementary school dismisses the genocide white settler colonialists committed upon their arrival and continue to commit in more covert ways today. The Thanksgiving story we know must be recognized as a glorified and romanticized story. While Thanksgiving represents the continual erasure of Indigenous history and the day itself doesn't represent anything great, we still believe that practicing gratitude is a valuable skill. It also feels good to acknowledge things in our lives that contribute positively to the experiences we are going through. But rather than taking one day out of the year to really reflect on things we're grateful for, we suggest making gratitude a routine practice. It can be weekly, every other day, or daily. Writing them down can also help you solidify your feelings of gratitude towards those things. We can also use Thanksgiving as a day to rather recognize the atrocities Indigenous groups in the U.S. have faced. Jasmine and I wanted to just take like a second to share with you all the things that we have been um, grateful for lately. Um, yeah, so I'll start and I'll say that I'm super grateful for having like a really huge support system in my life, whether it's friends, family, or even professors. I feel very fortunate to have a lot of people rooting for me. And I'm also grateful for the FGWC community because lately I've been really reflective on how that identity has been both like such a hardship, but has brought me close to like a whole other community of people. And I think when I say that, I speak for both Alea and I. Yeah, for sure. And I think something that I've been grateful for lately has just sort of been like my ability to attend a school that has the resources to have COVID testing available for all students. Um, and which is also the reason that we're able to return to in-person slash hybrid learning um, next semester. And, and that also creates like a safer environment to do so. I'm mainly thankful for this because I would be in a much different academic position if I went to let's say like a larger state school that didn't necessarily have the resources to test every single student twice a week um, and do the same for staff. Um, so I do feel really grateful for that, but I also feel a little bit weird about it because testing is super inaccessible in a lot of places and it is such a privilege to be able to get tested twice a week so I can attend like a private liberal arts institution. Um, and so I guess I'm in relation to that. I'm also just really grateful for like the position of privilege that that signifies that I'm in. So to go hand in hand with our intention of sort of like debunking this glorified story of Thanksgiving, I'm going to quote a portion of a Huffington Post article that talks about a more realistic version of Thanksgiving. So it states, quote, the colonists were contemptuous of the Indians, who they regarded as uncivilized and satanic heathens, and the fragile early peace between Native Americans and the early settlers would soon unravel in a horrific manner in what is now mystic Connecticut 
where the Pequot tribe was celebrating their own Thanksgiving, the Green Corn Festival. In the pre-dawn hours, settlers, not the pilgrims, but a band of Puritans descended on their village and shot, clubbed, and burned alive over 700 Native men, women, and children. This slaughter, according to Robert Jensen, a professor at the University of Texas at Austin, was the real origin story of Thanksgiving, so proclaimed in 1637 by Massachusetts Bay Governor John Winthrop in gratitude for God's destruction of the defenseless Pequot village. Thereafter, massacres of the Indians were routinely followed by quote-unquote days of Thanksgiving, end quote. This absent narrative sort of like goes to show the ways in which U.S. history has been retold by the perpetrators of this genocidal violence um, and paints Thanksgiving in a way that ignores this historical violence and wrongdoing of the white population that initially came here and really just signifies like a history of religious justification for things as well. Even though it's great that we have an Indigenous Peoples Day, there's still much more to be done and to relearn about the U.S.'s history in the context of Indigenous communities. We encourage you to integrate this kind of relearning into your everyday lives, not just Thanksgiving as a sort of white saviorized holiday. And additionally, um, we encourage you to also reflect on whether Indigenous Peoples Day has a more performative role in your life and the narrative that the U.S. likes to tell about itself. Um, more so than a time to actually honor and celebrate Indigenous peoples. These reflections and relearnings should be an everyday practice, period. In closing, and if you're listening to this episode in time, we wanted to encourage you all to attend the event that IPEC, or Indigenous Peoples Education and Cultural Club, is hosting about decolonizing Thanksgiving on November 19th from 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll post the information in our Instagram story. We also just wanted to thank you guys for a great semester and wish you all the best with finals. This will be our last episode for the season of Whitman So White, but don't worry. We will be back and relaunching for the spring, so look for us then. Um, That's kind of all that we have for you today. (laughs) And as always, we hope this episode left you with something to think about, and we'll be back next semester with a new episode of Whitman So White. Lastly, none of the time and energy we spend on Whitman So White is being financially supported. If you can or would like to pay LA and I for our time and voice, see our Instagram post for our payment options. All guests on Whitman So White will have payment options on our Instagram post, so go follow us at Whitman So White, pay up, and open your purse.